I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. Today we are coming to you from outside of the Triad Center because the KSL Barbecue Cook-Off is set to get underway at noon today. It runs from noon to 6. It's right by the track station here. They're trying to make us hungry. We're starting to smell some amazing grilling aromas. The Fat Boy coolers. Why does FM 100 get Fat Boys? I don't know, but I bet we could steal Where's our Fat Boy freezer? Mm. Well, they took a look at the two of us and went, hmm, they don't need that. Okay, enough of that. Anyway, this is a fun family event today. It's underway from noon to 6. They're going to have free activities, including face painters, inflatables, games, prizes, music. Something fun to do in the sun this afternoon. And we are also joined today by Landscape Supply of Utah. They are sponsoring our show. And Vince is going to join us in just a few minutes and tell us about the great things that they are doing for this event. They have some specials for you. Wanted to start out the hour and talk about taking care of those planter baskets. Once you buy them, they are so beautiful. But, Ton, we want to make sure that they stay alive through the season. We really do. You know, right now, a lot of garden centers, box stores have very beautiful planter baskets available and you bring them home water them and they're going to need to be watered daily and make sure they have drainage holes in the bottom but we'll get a lot of questions later on in the summer about why those planter baskets failed you know the they look really ratty the plants are half dead and there's a lot of different reasons for that but there's also some very common ones okay So the number one is that the basket is too small for the number of plants in it. And so when you buy your planter baskets, sometimes, unless you're just using it temporarily, it's better to buy one that has a deeper root volume or deeper root depth so that you can get in there and provide extra space for those roots to grow. Uh, or if you buy a planter basket that is extra packed, and sometimes you can upend those and kind of look at the roots a little bit. If you already have circling roots, you might need to transplant it into actually a, a bigger basket than mm-hmm. what you bought it in, you know, depending on how root-bound it is. And so not enough soil is the first thing, and then making sure that you have enough. And then the second one is that because you have so many roots in that limited space, they use the nutrients quickly. And so they need to be fertilized throughout the entire season. 
Right. I, I found that on my west exposure there right in front of my uh, porch that the basket I hang there had to be insulated because it just couldn't stay moist, right? It would just dry out so quickly. And so what I did was I put another, put it inside of another container and kind of insulated it with, um, you can do it with whatever, like newspaper or whatever, kind of insulated it. So it could just keep some of that moisture a little bit longer because when you get in the heat of the summer, it's really tough to keep those those baskets It really baskets is. Wet. And so when you're buying baskets, buying baskets with lighter colors, so white, cream colored, light yellow are going to stay a lot cooler than darker colored baskets. And I've seen a few people where they have more permanent planters on their porch or patio actually paint them white so that it cools them down a little bit. So on that fertilizer, there's a couple of options. You can use something that like miracle grow or several other companies makes and just mix it up and a couple times a week use it i prefer the granular fertilizers made for planter baskets and in just containerized plants there's osmocote nutricote miracle grow has some out and the reason i like the granular is that you just use them two or three times a summer Mm -hmm. and then you can just forget about it. But the the other big mistake I see with these planter baskets is they're just not maintained as far as the fertilizer goes. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, I'm bad at fertilizing because I get really excited in the spring and I create all these beautiful flower beds and planter, you know, my containers uh, on the front porch. And then I just, I'm watering them every day, but that's about all that I do. Yeah, And it's just something that I forget about even. And I've had a few planter baskets on my porch by July looking pretty sad. And I wasn't able to revive them because I didn't keep up with them through the entire season. But if you put that long-term fertilizer in there that doesn't break down, you know, it just breaks down through the season, then you don't have to worry about it. You don't. So one and done, right? Yeah, just one and done. Oftentimes, because it's tested at 70 degrees in a lab, when you're in the 90s and hundreds, it actually runs out a little bit more quickly. And so if it says it's a three-month feed, at about the two-month mark, I'll go ahead and reapply because the nitrogen is mostly gone. Okay, landscape supply. of I should say before we move on that we do have an article up on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page that you can check out as well and get some other tips. Uh, landscape supply of Utah, one of our great sponsors this morning for the KSL Greenhouse Show here out at the KSL Barbecue Cookoff, and Vince Clark is the general manager, and he joins us now. And Vince, you guys have a full nursery out there for folks, and some specials to offer today as well. <laughs> We do have a full nursery. It's great fun, even for us working here, just to walk through the nursery. I, I love to go back and get lost in the trees and just have a, a quiet moment. Um, but, yeah, so today through Mother's Day, or Mother's Day, Memorial Day, excuse me, um, all you have to do is mention that you heard us on the radio, and we will do 20% off of roses and 20% off of fruit trees. And then also if you come in today, we're open till 4, we'll be happy to give you a free 5-gallon iris. You've created kind of a nice experience. You mentioned how you like to walk back through the trees and the plants. And you on your KSL Facebook page, you put up a video. And it's really a nice experience for folks. And I really love that. I'm just not going out and buying a product. I'm actually having an experience when I come out to your site. That is a big factor uh, anywhere you go. You want to have, you want to have a positive uh, experience visually and 
ideally you'll have people that will respond to you. Uh, yeah, which respond to your questions and, and focus on what you need and get that done. And you have the experts there to help people out with all sorts of bulk products, uh, how much they need, what, you know, really mm-hmm. uh, get them in tune with what they need for their own garden oasis. That's true. We have we have certified nurserymen on staff. Um, I'm a ar- certified arborist myself. And uh, we have a lot of people who can help. We do perennials, trees, and shrubs. And we have bulk materials, soils, decorative rocks, mulches, all everything anybody needs really to have a beautiful landscape. I like how you have some fun ideas for folks when it comes to your fire pits and your just your water features too. Uh, pretty unique things. Yeah, we talked about that on an earlier segment. You know, the water features a lot, of, especially in the summer, they're just they're a cooling factor in someone's yard. To hear the water running mentally, that's cooling. Um, you can take, you know, dip in it if you wanted to cool yourself down. But uh, and then. In the evening, fire pits, they're really nice. You can just light them up while you're sitting around the fire and do your marshmallows or whatever you want to do. But it just creates a nice outdoor living space, creating an outdoor room, you know, getting people out of the house into the yard. All right. We want folks to come out and see you. Landscape Supply of Utah, 611 West, 123rd South in Draper. Open till 4 today. And you can also see more at landscapesupplyofutah.com. We're going to come back with your phone calls and questions. Number to call, 801-575-8255. You can text us, 57500. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with the KSL Greenhouse. Maria and Ton with you, coming to you from outside of the Triad Center, where now we're starting to watch some inflatables go up for today's big event, the KSL Barbecue Cook-Off, which gets underway at noon. Some fun family activities. Let's get right back to our phone lines. We have Janice in West Jordan on the line. Good morning, Janice. What can we help you with? Yeah, um, I was calling because my daughter wants to put dandelions in her yard, just kind of let them grow for the bees. And I think they'll just take over the lawn. And so I, I don't know. I mean, it's really a nice thing to do for the bees. but Most of us can't keep the practical. dandelions out. We don't have to plant them I know. in the lawn. <laughs> they'll eventually show up. And what I like to do personally is... I don't spray my yard every year, and if I have a few dandelions, fine. You know, I just consider them part of the lawn. They mow, but every three to four years, those numbers start to build. And so every three to four years, I'll go ahead and spray them out, 
and then let the numbers build again. And that's kind of my compromise. I do. Uh, for in a lot of areas of the world, especially Europe, they're mm-hmm. considered good and people just leave them. They're a delicacy. But, they dig them up and yes, they eat them. Yes, they do. And so I will say that the lawn has too many dandelions in certain areas, especially there's probably problems with watering or mowing or, you know, something along those lines. But they will eventually take over the yard if you're not careful. And she's also going to need to be cognizant of any HOA rules if they're in a homeowners association, because they will probably require that they be sprayed out of at least the front yard. Aren't there a lot of other great ways to attract bees or to provide? There are. I mean, people, I think, are fixated on the dandelions. They do provide an important food source for pollinators, not just the honeybees. But they're not complete nutrition, and so they need to still have multiple sources of nutrition. And so when people are, you know, saying, don't kill the dandelions, you know, they're bee food, they are, but so are a lot of other things that are blooming at the time. And so you can leave them, but they're, it's almost like saying that all you need to eat are pork and beans to where you should be getting a complete diet <laughs> and so i i kind of consider i'm getting myself in trouble here You're but trouble the dandelions sure. are kind of the pork and beans of the food world <laughs> to where you need several other things to for complete nutrition to keep the bees and pollinators healthy so what are some of those other things that she could plant well last week we bees? talked about a lot of keeping pollinators and beneficial insects in the yard but lots of flower beds with um flowers that are not double flowers and you can look up um, if you just do an internet search of extension and attracting pollinators to the yard and that will give you all sorts of plants and suggestions on how to do that all right yeah because i'm just kind of worried about her boys running across the lawn and getting stung you know when they're well and that's growing up i got stung a lot (laughs) Because we'd be out doing that, but I will say that there are far fewer honeybees now than there were in the late 70s and early 80s when I was running around barefoot. And so I don't know if it's as much of a danger, but it's still there. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, I'll look that up then. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for your call this morning. Daniel is next on the line. Uh, Good morning, Daniel. What was your question, Daniel? Hey, um, so first of all, I'm I'm really excited to be on your show. Been a listener for decades, and and Tom, your knowledge is is awesome. And Vince, I know Vince well. Vince's Vince's knowledge is extensive as well. But I just wanted to to maybe say um, transplanting trees is a very viable option. I grew up on a tree farm up by Little Cottonwood Canyon, and we're continually moving trees, legacy trees, memorial trees. Um, around on campuses and parks and golf courses and everything. Last year, we moved a 100-year-old apple tree in Alpine. It's doing wonderful. There's some things to follow with the root ball size and the calipers, but we've done really, really well. What do you think, Tom? I well, mean, many times, many times it's cheaper than cutting the tree and grinding the stump out. My so. concern with it is, and I mean, on those legacy trees or ones that have important historic value, I'm very for it. You know, when the old botanical center was in Farmington, I watched them move a lot of those trees. 
And it took them, depending on the tree, up to 10 to 15 years to fully recover from being moved. And so there's, a, there's absolutely a detriment to it. And so sure. unless there's yeah. something like that, that there's some historic value or there are, is some value from it for, you know, grandpa planted that tree, I usually recommend people plant younger trees and let them fill in naturally and establish mm. naturally just because it's less expensive. Mm. And sometimes those, you know, a lot of times those trees will fill in in that 10 years and be as big as the one, big one you moved. So Vince is on the line with us. Uh, he is a certified arborist. What are your thoughts, Vince? No, I, I 100% agree with Tawn. It, it gets really tricky, especially for uh, the average homeowner. It's just it's not having the equipment. When you start to moving big trees, you really need specialized equipment. Uh, you, they're just too heavy, first of all. And and then the timing is important, too. So you don't want to be transplanting in the spring unless there's just no other alternative. Um, spring is probably the worst time of the year to do that. Exactly. Um, and I'm not putting a pitch in for me or my business, but maybe for but other people. But do you move do trees this. then? I, I do move trees, and we move trees for the church. We move trees for the University of Utah, for Weber State. So here's what I would ask you to yeah. do for me. Would you mind looking yeah. up USU Extension in Orem yeah. and calling there and just leaving a phone number if I'm not in? So just Google yeah. USU Extension in, or- in Utah County call because i'd like to have a conversation because i didn't know that there was anybody in utah that did that you know i've been hunting for a business so there are a few of us but if you go to colorado they have 90 inch um tree spades running around like cement mixers in some of these resort communities yeah very popular very viable there and we're trying to educate people it's a great option here it's yeah and up to 90 inches the ones i saw moved at the botanical center had 15 foot wide root balls on them wow and that those are the ones that were really That's they huge. had to have a company out of oregon but we're coming yeah. up close to a break but uh i really appreciate anyway, you calling and please call my office yeah. and just leave if i'm not in leave a message with one of my staff assistants and i'll be back in contact yeah. because that's good to know that there's people out there doing it so, All right. Thanks for your call. Again, the Greenhouse Show coming to you from the KSL Barbecue Cook-Off outside of Triad Center. We're going to speak with one of the judges in just a moment. One of our sponsors this morning is Landscape Supply of Utah. And Vince Clark, the general manager, has been with us on the line today. And Vince, uh, people who really need some ideas, really want to come out to your Draper location, get some ideas on things that they can plant and bulk products they can put down and other things just to create a wonderful landscape. We love talking to people about what they've got going on at their properties, uh, whether that's just a small little planting area or a whole front yard or backyard, and, and what can they put in. We, we deal a lot with the people who want to do everything themselves, um, uh, and yet we do have uh, options for install if, if people want to get the work done so, and they don't want to spend the time doing that. Uh, but, yeah, there's so many, so many different options from the park strip all the way to the back fence and and north, south, east, and west in their properties. Yeah, for me, it's hard for me to visualize, so I like to come out and get ideas. You know, I usually have one or two things I know that I want to do, but then right. uh, putting it all together is the problem. Well, that's true, yeah, and and making sure that it's not overplanted, uh, either in quantity or variety, 
because sometimes you can put too many varieties in and then it just looks all messy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we want to make sure that we give people the correct information and uh, show them the different options uh, and then you know, help them make the best decisions. You have all the bulk products, bark mulch, bark and mulch, topsoil, compost, gravel, cobble. Ooh. But you also have a full nursery and you have some specials for us today. We do. So uh, today through Memorial Day, if you come in and mention the, you heard us online or on the air, uh, we were doing 20% off of fruit trees and 20% off of roses. And then we're also, anybody who comes in today, we're giving away a free iris. All right, that's Landscape Supply of Utah, 611 West, 123rd South. They're open until 4 o'clock this afternoon. You can also check out their great products at landscapesupplyofutah.com. We're going to be back following the bottom of the hour news. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.